fans, welcome to Between the Horns. It's February 27, 2019. I'm Serena Morales, filling in for my best friend, Miles Simmons, alongside DeMarco Farr. DeMarco, you're laughing, but I we just talked about this. Miles is my best friend. He just doesn't Does he know, know it. That? Oh, okay. He doesn't. He He's doesn't not aware yet. Oh, well, do you need to tell somebody, like, you know, you're my best friend? Or how <laughs> no, does that usually work? Isn't that organic? It. Oh. <laughs> I think if you say a lie enough, it becomes the truth. Well, it's starting to become scary, Serena. You know, maybe we should let Miles in on this. Hey, Miles, by the way, when you listen to this podcast, yeah. I am your BFF. Well, you know what? Safe and sorry. Yeah. Uh, What's happening? What's happening? Crazy All right, so, off season yeah, so far. Miles yeah. is hanging out in the combine yeah. right now. We're hanging out in Agora Hills. Oh, I wish I could cuss on this podcast because he went to St. Elmo's last night. Oh. Yeah. I hear jealous. that's a popular spot oh, in the Indy. Spot. Yeah, it's the spot. The food's good. That's where everybody goes. It's 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 like football all under one roof. Oh. Yeah, all the movers and shakers. I all the, the the what do you call it? The, the the people you can place a name and a face with, they're all gonna be there. Including Miles Simmons. Including Miles. <laughs> well, maybe not Miles. And a bunch of really talented football players. Yeah. Uh, so I always get this question. It drives me insane. What do you do in the off season, Serena? And I'm like, fart. I do a lot of stuff in the off season, so I should Did ask you, you the say same. Fart? I can't curse on the podcast. <laughs> that just seemed like the closest thing to. I'm, I'm Glenn sorry. agrees with me. Okay, got it. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the off season's busy. We got the combine. We got free agency. We got the the draft. We got a ton of stuff that it's, I feel like yeah. people don't realize. It's busier. That even the players, like Aaron yeah. Donald, is working out just as hard in Pittsburgh right now as yeah. he does it in the regular season. It's in the off season, especially like when you're doing this job, this yeah. side of football. I mean, there's new names to learn. And oh yeah. 80 to 90%, you'll probably never say again, but you need to know everybody and, and talk about everything. And you know about the salary cap. When you get into September, who cares about the salary cap, right? right. No one cares. But, I mean, this time right of year, now? you have to worry about it. Uh, when words like supplemental draft picks come in, you know, <laughs> that, that sort of stuff. You have to know about all that stuff, compensatory picks. Sure. Uh, it's a busy time of year, no doubt. It is. Uh, a name that we do know very well, Andrew Whitworth. There's Whitworth. some news. Yeah. He says he's going to stay for the next season. Uh, he tweeted yesterday morning, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. Wow. My man. Wow. Yeah. And you actually tweeted for the first time in, I think, 100 years about wit yesterday. Yeah. You know, every now and then <laughs> I'll, I'll throw something was even up. Made. Yeah. Big wit coming back. I mean... You know, thank God. Uh, it's awesome from a team standpoint. I know Jared Goff is happy. Mm -hmm. uh, your blind side is protected. I know Sean McVay has to be over the moon um, because that's one less guy you have to teach. Right. You can just keep going and, and have some continuity. I mean, that's that's a big deal to work in a new left tackle, even if he's already on the roster. Yeah. It's a big deal going from one starter to the other, especially trying to replace that that sort of experience. So having him come back is, is awesome. Um, you knew it was going to take a while. Uh, that loss in Atlanta was hard on everybody. I mean, that's rough, especially for a guy like him who's been uh. doing it 13 years. And here you are in the Super Bowl, and that's the way it ends for you. So you got to go do some soul searching. But I'm, get, I'm glad that when he did that soul search, uh, the fire was still there to come back. 
for, for year 14. Well, I'll pick some experience off of you because in, in, in 99. Yeah, I don't know about year was... 14. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant, I meant going to win a Super Bowl. Oh, which... <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, because we all, we, we play to win the chip, right? That's uh-huh. what you do. But uh, in 99, you guys were 13 and 3, mm-hmm. and then the following year, you won the Super Bowl. So I assume that Whitworth is like. No, we won that year. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, yeah. the yeah, year yeah. you won 13 and 3. So yeah. the year before that, in 98, what was the we record? We stunk. Oh, my God. We, we didn't stink. Um, <laughs> it was Atlanta's year that year. 98, they went to the Super Bowl. Um, so it was funny. When I came in, the, the Niners were great. Uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, and us, we were all in the same division. Then they brought in Carolina. We were all battling for the cellar. It was the Niners division. Um, kind of like the Rams are now. Yeah. The premier team, in the na- and not only in the division, in the National Football League. They were the it squad. So um, in 98, Atlanta got hot, went to the Super Bowl, and then the next year we got hot and went to the Super Bowl and won the darn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we weren't very good, and then we got great really quickly. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Which you could say from the two years to to now to what the team has mm-hmm. become. Is there, you know, from from a player perspective, is it like I gotta I gotta just do it because I what else do I have? Like I'm gonna yeah. regret this. Well, I mean, look, uh, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, being a champion is is in this league is is awesome. It's everything. It's it's. It's the next greatest thing other than going to the Hall of Fame. And I would bet some Hall of Famers would want that championship. Because, I mean, it's so hard to get. It's so elusive. A lot of things have to go right. Um, So I can only imagine what, and I never really had to, what Tennessee felt. I know how I feel winning that Super Bowl. I can only imagine how they felt losing it. So it's got to be, you know, a tough pill to swallow. It's you, You get all the way up the mountain and then you you don't get to the summit. You know what I mean? You're two steps from it and you don't make it. That's gotta be tough when you think about, you know, what it takes to get back there. So you knew Witt's decision was going to take a minute, let him go home, think about it, talk to his family Mm -hmm. and see if you want really want to go through this again. Um, I'm glad it's still there. Um, It says a lot about a guy that's coming back for year 14. It says a lot about the rest of your football team. This is a pretty good ride. I don't want to give up just yet. So, I mean, it's good to have him back for the team, and it's good for the team to have him back because he's great. I would also say Sean McVay has something to do with the fact that he rests players more often than other coaching staff. Yeah. Funny, man. Um, on the way over, because um, I knew I'd be talking to you. <laughs> you were going to be prepared with questions. I knew this was coming. Not unlike Miles. <laughs> yeah, I, I just – I knew. I knew. She's going to – like, this is going to be tough. Um, so I called Jackie Slater. Uh, one of my old teammates. I, I said, who knows about year 14? Okay, Jackie's name came up. Jackie's okay. been through. Well, who would know 14 through 20? There's only one guy I know that played offensive line that long in the league, and that's Jackie Slater. So we we had a great conversation on the way over, and he said something interesting about his career. The older he got, the more he needed to practice oh, to word. be good. Yeah. Huh. Now, that's a different era. It's a different mindset. But, I mean, when you're talking about older guys, guys that are 37, 38, 39, Makes a ton of sense. He says the only time he didn't do it that way, he got hurt. Wow. Yeah, so he needed more reps to to be able to play well at this age. It's funny, right? You think the opposite. I get, Was the game changing that much during that time that Jackie felt the need? I mean, man, he's a legend. So for Yeah. Well, we You're play, always learning. True. I'll give that. Right. We played for the same head coach when I came in, Chuck Knox. And he said that when Chuck Knox took the job, he said, we're changing what you guys did before everybody practices. Everybody. So Jackie said he liked that. Keeps it fresh. Keeps it fresh. Makes Works. sense. I was like that. I hated when we 
went half speed in practice because I didn't get anything out of it because of my size. I thought I needed to play at 100 miles an hour because that's how I play. Right. I need to practice at 100 miles an hour. The other guys that's how don't. I play. The offense doesn't want you to play oh, at 100 God, miles Serena, an hour. You know how many fights I got into? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Do do tell tomorrow. I mean, it's it's nothing. I would tell the guys it's nothing personal. This is just how I have to practice. You're on or you're off. Right, and yeah. some of these veteran dudes just did not want to hear it, and they would just want to start fights all the time. Yeah, I'm not even mad at you, and I don't. I'm not mad at you for being mad at me. I get it, but this is the way I have to go. I think about like training camp, right? Because it's like you want to go. That's like the first time where you're like, okay, I'm finally putting the uniform on. I'm getting some pads on, uh-huh. and now, oh, I can't go all the way. Right. There's <laughs> there's training camp speed where you're trying to make the team. Yeah. Okay. Well. Like, guys like Aaron Donald, that speed never leaves, even in December. Totally. <laughs> right. Totally. So some dudes don't want to go that hard every day. I, you know, so I, I never thought about that. But, yeah, I feel like the coaches are then challenged if you have such a mix of, like, young but, like, some older veterans who are kind of like, yo, I need to keep this fresh. Right. Well, s- s- it good gets coaching. mundane. If you – look, you don't tell Aaron Donald to slow down. No. What you do is you take him out of the drill. Okay. Yeah, if your offense is struggling that day because Aaron is going too fast, you don't slow him down. You just take him out of the drill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you let him practice how he needs to practice so he can play as well as he plays in the game. Which would give Andrew Whitworth some leg rest, some some physical rest. He's still watching. He's still obviously in the meetings. Yeah. But they rest more because they value the mental rep that a player gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Whit, like Jackie, when I came out, when the veteran guy calls you out, boy, it's a scary, oh, scary deal. Like in one-on-one practices, when Jackie says, I want you, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So I hope Wit calls out every youngster the Rams have. Yeah. You know, and, and Wit, we both know him well. You know, I would say he's like the silent leader who speaks. Uh, but when he speaks, you listen, right? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of Wit's. But, I mean, imagine him like this year being like, yo. This could be my last year. I'm not messing around anymore. I'm going to speak up a little more. And maybe, you know, maybe you see someone like Jared speak up a little more for wit. Or I don't know. It'd be interesting because our whole, you know, talk has been the consistency of that Mm O-line and the value that that has led to the success of Jared Goff. No doubt. Funny, man. I mean, (laughs) think about, (laughs) well, think about like your parent. The person that cares about you the most. Yeah. Okay. So imagine that being your left tackle. <laughs> That's what it looks like to <laughs> You're me. Totally right. It looks like it, it's Jarrett Whitworth. Like he's protecting his son back there. Yeah. Like no one touches my kid that day. And no one's harder on his kid than Wit. Now, it may not be something demonstrative that you can pick up, but you can tell he expects the best out of Jarrett. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some plays where you can say, well, Maybe some announcer might say Witt gave up a sack. But what Witt and Goff would say is Goff needs to be better on that play. You know what I mean? Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, having that guy on your blind side and on your football team is invaluable for a guy like Goff. And overall, having Witt back, I would say, is invaluable in addition to just having that consistency on the O-line. But, you know, this is now going to be the fourth quarterback coach that Jared Goff has uh, as, a, as a NFL player, which I'm sure is not easy. 
No. Well, I mean, look. Every, I, mean, I mean, Shane Waldron is someone who is part, has been part of the team, but now right. going into that position, right? You're a pro. How, many, how long have you been in this business? Yeah, 10 years. How many bosses have you had? A lot of you, bosses. you got to keep going. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got to keep going. It doesn't matter. Where am I working now? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Where was ESPN? I know. Yeah, it's crazy. this is what I can do. This is what you want me to do. And you hope the two meet somewhere in the middle. Sure. And at the end of it, you, I, I need you to help me get better. Yeah. Both guys. Oh, well, we're really glad that Whitworth is back. I think it's going to – It's invaluable. Now let's right? move on to Roger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, Raj. Come on, Raj. Come back. Yeah. Stay. That is an educated, experienced, great left side of the offensive line. You know, I'll just throw it out. You uh, – I was going to go to the new coaches, but, you know, with, you know, free agency, a big, big name, Roger Saffold. And, again, we're talking about consistency of an O-line. Yeah. You would say that would be the biggest name. I'll, I'll hand this list to you. As, uh, on oh, the Rams' list? free agent list? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I have to turn it over. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, There's I'm, a lot of names on that no, list. No, no, I'm, I'm still trying to, you know. Not think about it. This is the cold time of year. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you've, you know, you have relationships with some of these guys. Some of these, totally. I've seen every snap of a lot of these guys on the list. Yeah. But I would tell you this, man, having those two together on the same side means everything. Yeah. Yeah, so less need, everybody that's got to make decisions, I mean – that's a really big one. If you mm-hmm. can keep those two guys together, number one, you have a good offensive lineman. Number two, it makes Todd better. It makes Jared better. It makes everybody better 100%, by extension. Yeah, yes. if you can keep that. Yeah. Yeah, that's – what you had with those two guys is tough to coach, and it takes a lot of time to get to that level. So if you can keep it, maintain it, I'd recommend it. Plus, it gives someone like Joseph Nopum another year to really learn under that group because he was learning through, all, like, he's played four positions, really. He's watching all four of those mm-hmm. guys. And then Brian Allen looking um, under John Sullivan. So, I mean, giving those rookies another year to really develop, I would oh, say. Oh, hell no. If you're no boom, you're taking somebody's gig. That's your mentality. Yeah, you know, I would hope that Wit or that Note Boom didn't take the day off because Wit decided to come back. Oh, I'm I'm, sure he didn't. Well, I'm just going to be a backup. No, man, you prepare like you're going to be a starter because that's what could possibly happen. I've I've heard his IQ is out of control. Like he's a really smart player. No doubt. Again, a quiet, quiet guy. What's up with the O lineman being quiet? Uh, because they take all of their. You're asking me. I can tell you why. They're all weird. Offensive linemen are all strange. I mean, they are. I mean, they're Says the, the smartest guys, tackle. but they're huge. And they're, I mean, they're they're nerdy, but they're big. You know what I mean? But, is, that, is that how you would, like, in the combine, be like, you know what? He's not, he's more of an O-lineman. He's a little too quiet. Oh, I love hanging out with the O-line. They're funny. <laughs> when they get in, when they get amongst each other, they're the funniest guys on the football I team. Bet, yeah. yeah. And and some of the most secure guys. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're they're, right. They're nuts. They're, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I love them and you hate them at the same time. I like the bias that comes out of DeMarco when I can get it. Oh, um, all right. I used to fight those fat guys all the time. <laughs> you did. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and I'd be dirty, too. Yes, oh. sir. You know what? Who doesn't love a good, you know, yeah. ruffle some feathers out there, man? Of course. That's my way of saying fart again. <laughs> um, you better protect the whole body, too, and I'll just leave it there. <laughs> the whole body. Hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got new coaches, you know, three new coaches that were added to the coaching mm-hmm. staff for 2019. I'm going to start with Wes Phillips. We're keeping it in the fam. You know, word on the street is that he's he knows the defensive coordinator well. I wink at you. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Wade Phillips, son of bum. He's the son of son of bum. That's huge. That's awesome, um, especially for a guy like me um, who came up on bum Phillips. Yeah. A head coach that used to wear a cowboy hat on the sideline. You will <laughs> never see that again. No. Ever. Although I feel like Wade Phillips could be the one guy that's like, I'm doing it. 
Probably. No doubt. Probably. <laughs> but the, the league has changed. But that's how far back that family goes oh, crazy. in football, professional football. So, yeah, I mean, the more Phillips you can get, the better. And I think it's also helpful that the fact that he also coached with uh, with Sean McVay in Washington as well. Yeah. So since 2014, and you know, I think having him come here had a lot of great things to say about Sean McVay, which is why a reason Wade Phillips was like, sure, I'll come and, and coach with him for the Rams. That's funny. You know, we used to always say, I wish we can get 20 more years out of out of, out of Coach Wade. Well, <laughs> by extension, you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. but also very true. Yeah. Pretty cool that way. Yeah, if I can keep that in on on my team and my staff, absolutely. If you're Sean McVay, Uh, Eric Henderson, the new defensive line coach, keep defense now. uh, He was he's an interesting guy. Came coming from the Chargers, Mm -hmm. worked with some very talented guys: Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Um, Two years in the league, but also an undrafted standout. You you went undrafted, right, Mm Demarco? So I, you know, what is there to say about a guy? Obviously. Smart, uh, capable of doing the job, coming, working with very talented players, and now he's going to join our defensive line coach. Yeah, we'll be the defensive line coach. Tough job. Can you imagine coaching Tiger Woods? <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine coaching Take on Aaron Donald Michael now. Jordan? Yeah, here's Aaron. Can you make him better? Oof. 20 and a half sacks, right? Yeah. You want to make that better. Well, yeah, that's your job. But, I mean, you, you have to – improve everybody not just him so um don't know too much about him yeah can't wait to see him in training camp the most fun by far in training camp and in mini camps is watching the defensive line at least for me for sure because you're because you're going 100 miles an hour no matter what you're doing that time of year and jobs are wide open outside of 99 yeah there's a lot of competition so everyone will be at their best with a new coach and a new season with some jobs open. They're trying to earn that spot. Yeah, can't yeah. wait to see that go. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, do you think Eric- – Oh, and undrafted guys. Yeah. We have more of attention to detail than most. Oh. Yeah, I mean, outside of the special, like Aaron and, you know, Sue and those sure, guys. Sure, sure. But for the most part, I mean, you're either undersized, too small, too this, too that, and you weren't you're on the draft. Fighting. Like, yeah, always so, fighting. And you can't take a day off. Uh-huh. Ever. You know what I mean? So that sort of mentality, when you have that as a coach, it just, look, it's not going to be any easy days for anybody in that room. It's going to be, I almost said something. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very fart. intense in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a dinger of how many times I can say fart? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know what? And I never thought about this, but yeah, you come in and you're like, yeah, how do I coach the one of the best players that ever lived? That's, yeah. that's, and you're a guy who's, you know, two, three years in your own career, and you're like, oh, I have to teach this man who knows a lot about It's like, coach, to me, it would be like interesting to coach Andrew Whitworth, who's been in the league for so long. How do I teach this guy something new? Now, obviously, you have a, a perspective that is smaller in mm-hmm. scope, right? It's like me covering the Rams versus me covering the entire NFL. I'm going to have a different perspective on how everything works and how the no piece doubt. is. But. Again, having to coach someone who knows so much about the game already could be intimidating. Well, if you can help him, he's going to listen. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody wants to be helped. Everybody wants to get better. So if you can give him information he can use, you're a great coach. Uh, And like Andrew Whitworth, um, what makes him good in my opinion, right? I think he has the most educated right hand of any left tackle in the game. And he treats it like it's money. He's stingy with it. Mm. He just doesn't give it to you. You've got to work to earn it. Um, So he's real tough. I don't know if that's just part of what made him special. I didn't study him that closely in Cincinnati, or is that something that Aaron Cromer brought to the table? Uh-huh. But I gotcha. that's what sets him apart to me. So 
like with Aaron, if you have a new coach, you may not be able to improve on the things he already does well, but you can tell him something you see. Well, this is a weakness of yours I think you can work on, or this yep. is how they're trying to block you, or you need to watch for this next time you see that because mm-hmm. it could help you. You know what I mean? Yeah, Little yeah, yeah. things. So become a student of his game to help take Aaron's game one step beyond. And I would say that that's something that Sean McVay does is he empowers his players. Like there are times – I've seen this – forget Sean McVay, but Wade Phillips – will say that, you know, Aqib Tlaib will call a play before it's happened. Mm -hmm. He empowers Aqib to do what he sees in order to do that. We saw this with, you know, um, Marcus Peters this this season is that, you know, Wade had to kind of kind of hone in Marcus Peters' view because he's watching everything and it's something that had kind of deterred him from his game, but it's really just that Marcus Peters is aware of so much and he's trying to do so much and it's like, just focus in on what you can. I would say that's kind of what... What what someone like uh, Eric Henderson can do to Aaron Donald? I, I hope so. Well, like with Talib, I mean, only the special, the Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. When they never lose their ability to be, this, especially on the defensive side, when they never lose their ability to become playmakers, and also never leave the defense hanging out to dry. They never la- violate the integrity of the defense. They're playing what's called, but they're also freelancing at the same time. So mm-hmm. if they miss on the freelance, they don't violate the entire defense. That's where some guys go wrong when they're just. 100% gamblers, uh-huh. and they gamble and they miss and they violate the entire defense, and then it's a big play or a touchdown. Well, I gotcha. Guys that like Patrick Peterson in Arizona, a great example. Every now and then, when he's in position to make a play, he'll make it. He'll never take himself out of position to be a playmaker, all while playing the defense cold. Yeah, that's what makes him great. Yeah, I would say too. You know, just in general, having a new you know, a new coach could lend to new eyes on the way that we handle everything. I mean, our defense is already very good. Mm-hmm. We've seen that on paper. We've seen the the great season Aaron Donald had. But also, you know, look at someone like Dante Fowler. Had a great season and came in midway, like that that first Saints game and showed up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I You know, I'd love to see, like, what, what it would be like to be with him or have him on a defense for 16 weeks uh-huh. when he's the guy. Yeah. You know, in Jacksonville, he was kind of one of – he was in the mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always fighting for that gig. But just to have him as your guy for 16 weeks, I wonder what results that nets. And balances Aaron well, uh, to me, what I see out on the field. Like, I, even talking to Dante and Aaron, the two of them are like, well, because he's doing things, I've got to show up even more so now. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's more fun or what <laughs> was more fun watching, like, Aaron away from Fowler uh, because Aaron would catch the slide. They would send most protection that way. So – there's a natural one-on-one to the backside with Fowler. Yeah. And either a tight end or a running back or a tackle that he could beat. Or watching those two guys on the same side. And it's just <laughs> yeah. a straight-up 100-meter dash up the field, you know? <laughs> you know, can, can you handle that uh, left guard, left tackle? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see what that – what I wonder what that would be if you had him for 16 weeks. Yeah. I wonder how many or what sort of production you can get. If I look in the division, yeah. I say I bet it looks a lot like Frank Frank uh, excuse me Frank Clark in Seattle. Okay. Yeah, same guy, high energy. Um, you know, plays with a lot of speed, um, a lot of intensity. I bet it looks a lot like that. Okay. So Eric Anderson has his work carved out for yeah, him, yeah. just to say the least. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, uh, Zach Robinson will be the new assistant quarterbacks coach. So this is his first NFL coaching gig, which I find him to be like the outlier. Um, and again, Jared will have now his fourth 
coaching uh, quarterbacks coach. Um, although he does have experience in the NFL, it's not like we're bringing Zach Robinson out of nowhere. But came recently from Pro Football Focus as an analyst, was a quarterback. Uh, co- you know, was a quarterback at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, worked with with Des Bryant. They, you know, played with Des Bryant. So it's not like he's. I'm not saying like this guy doesn't deserve a job, but it's interesting. This is his first coaching career. It also, I think, lends to the Rams way of let's take a chance on this guy. Let's take a chance mm-hmm. on having the youngest coach in the NFL. Let's take a chance on mixing, you know, Wade Phillips with a Sean McVay. Let's, let's change the way we think about these sort of logical steps. Let's, let's change it up. Well, I remember him at Oklahoma state. Cause it's funny when I first started in TV and radio, yeah. I covered a lot of big 12, right? So I talked a lot about him and became a fan of, of uh, I think it's Mike Gundy, the yeah, head coach yeah. at Oklahoma State. Every year that <laughs> see the I'm forty guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm forty with the, with the mullet. With the mullet. <laughs> with the mullet. Love that guy. But every year that guy has one of the best offenses in college football. Every single year, the the, the names change, but the production doesn't. So, yeah, obviously he's on to something offensively. So if you can pull from that, if you're Sean McVay, or at least have a guy that's run that sort of offense that understand those understands those concepts and you can convey that relay that to Jared Goff to make him better so be it absolutely and I it's think- not like you're taking him from like you know an option offense you know it's it's not like something that doesn't fit that actually fits with what McVay wants to do or what he is doing offensively. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll balance out too, again, having McVay as a coach who empowers his players and his coaches, you know, someone who comes with more of an analytical background could then lend a perspective that we don't have yet on this coaching staff. No doubt. I mean, you know, the, 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 the nerd side of football, you know, (laughs) it's, it's gaining ground. I'll tell you this. I was dead wrong about fantasy way back. Oh yeah. Oh God, this will never take off. This is stupid. This will be gone in five years. (laughs) Now it's everything. (laughs) Now it's everything, you know? So look, the the number side is climbing big time. (laughs) Dead wrong. Oh my God. Speaking of analytical, everything, uh, the combine, which, you know, you're really breaking down players and their spirits. <laughs> Everything. Did, did you go to the combine? Yes. It okay. Was, yeah, it was. It was fun. It was. Talk awesome. about your spirits. It was fun. It, I mean, okay, okay. So let's take this room. There's only three of us in here right okay. now, right? So what's up, Glenn? <laughs> but let me send you outside and then announce your name. Okay. And then you walk in here in like spandex, holding X-rays, and let you stand on a table and then have people just fire questions at you about your your health history. How fun do you think that is? So it's not awkward at all. This is the most normal situation you could possibly be it's in. It's the weirdest thing in your life. You but can't prep your, anyone for nope, that kind of thing, right? No, nope, not even close. Oh. No, not even close. And it, it means everything. Yeah. It does. Um, how you perform there could be the difference between being drafted and undrafted, you know, or, or being drafted in the first round and going to the fourth. It, it means a lot. I spoke to a couple of the guys on the team, um, Josh Reynolds and Nikel Roby Coleman. Mm-hmm. Nikel actually told me that he had a terrible uh, 40 and he was, you know, he went undrafted, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, he was just, he was like the way that he recalled his combine and the success he's had in this league. It was, it was like it happened yesterday. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I, he had done all the other drills first and then ran the 40, and he was just wiped. And he's like, I shouldn't have ran. Some guys choose not to. But, you know, it's funny because it's it's a test that once you – it's like the SATs. Like, you just got to get, you know, a minimum to get into to college. You just need a minimum to get into the league. 
you made it to the league and yet that still stands out. It's funny. I mean, you have to balance both. You have to watch the film of the guy playing football. That matters more to me than the combine. Yeah. But if you see a guy that jumps off the screen when you watch the football tape, that should match when you see him in the combine. You know, regardless of how fast he does cone drills or how fast he runs or how much he bench presses. If he looks good, he should at least look good here too. Now, if one's off, <laughs> like if he looks bad on film what, playing football, but he looks great at the combine, yeah. that's scary. And vice versa, too. If he looks great on the field, but he stinks out here, there's something wrong here. So you're sure. looking for a balance somewhere. But it, do, it matters a whole lot. This is the only test that you're preparing for. So if you look bad here, what have you been doing since you've ended your college season? Sure. You know, so that means... Yeah, what some, have you been doing wrong? Some guys <laughs> have been taking attention. it more seriously than others. Yeah. That matters. Miles is obviously holding it down at the Combine for us right now, and we're going to hear from Les and Coach tomorrow, Thursday. Um, but, you know, is there anything that you would see? I, we talk a lot about edge rushers, mm -hmm. you know, being an ah. addition to our team. Uh, maybe a DB or, you know, what are your thoughts on just overall guys that we could be looking for out there? Uh, salivating, if you're looking for edge guys, there's a ton of them in <laughs> yeah. this draft. Um, defensive line, edge rushers, linebackers, there's a ton, if that's what you're in the market for. Um, thank God you're not in the market for quarterback. You don't have to get in that mix. No. Oh, God, that stunk. That is the cool thing about having Jerry Goff at quarterback. At yeah. least you know who the guy is. You know who he is, and yeah. he's developing the way that we wanted him to, and everything oh. is a-okay. Oh, my God. I yeah. can give you a list. But, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of talent out there, so it just depends. I'll ask you. I mean, what do you think Micah Kaiser gives you in yeah. year two? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Franklin Myers, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. These are guys that have had a redshirt year, so to speak, that are already here. So mm -hmm. what do you think of them? How are they going to make the jump? Um, Obo Okoronkwo. We haven't seen him at all this season, yeah. What is he? Who Super is he? hyped up, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you have to know I don't know think that. he knows. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I mean, but I'll tell you this. In the draft, right now, there are a lot of guys that can come in and play right away. Mm -hmm. um, so either you're going to take them or somebody else is going to. So either you're going to teach them how to get to the quarterback for you or you're going to have to get somebody to protect them, protect your quarterback against them. Right. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, you know, just overall edge rushers, right? Like Dante Fowler, I would hope that we we bring back. He's mm -hmm. a free agent. I hope we bring him back. But, you know, guys like Matt Longacre, Dom Easley. Sam Samson Abacom has had a really good season, but he's, I don't know, if, if he's on and off, if he's had good games, he's had okay games. But I think he has developed as expected to some degree, would you say? Yeah. Um I mean, the game that stands out to me most is that Chiefs game. You know, like, man. Uh, how many make... sides to a Rubik's Cube? <laughs> how many sides are there? I don't know. I'm dyslexic. Four? Six? Four. Four sides, right? Yeah, it's a square. Or is it more? It's a cube. Yeah. Four Eight. sides, right? Yeah, but each way. That's what I mean. Six. I Eight. I'm sorry. How Can we cut this out or keep it no, in? No, keep it in. I will... <laughs> He's he's like he's a Rubik's cube. If there are four, let's just <laughs> let's just say there are four <laughs> sides to a Rubik's cube until we figure this out for not. certain. I told oh, you it's man. not that easy to think Glenn, about. Can you look? Are you going to look this we, up? Yeah. Don't cheat. Oh, well, okay. We should be technically. If we can just assume that a Rubik's cube is four sides, right? <laughs> you give like the most complicated. Like it seems like he's got three sides done. <laughs> Okay. He's almost there. I mean, the guy's got tenacity. Six. There's six sides. Boom. Okay. So he's got five. He's got tenacity. He's got intensity. He's strong enough at the point of attack. Uh, he can rush pretty well, you know, off yeah. the edge. He's got some speed off the edge. And he so, can score. Yeah. I mean, 
I love guys on defense who can score. Going into his next season, let's hope he takes it a step beyond because he improved year one, year two. He's improving. Let's hope he keeps improving. What would you give a – what would you recommend a a guy going into the combine? Like, what would be like, hey, do this, and you're going to be okay? Uh, Don't be overwhelmed by the moment. You know, like Nikel Roby Coleman, or do what you can do. I mean – Make sure you prepare, number one, and make sure you pace yourself. I'll tell you where I lost it. I'm getting ready to run the 40, right? So I'm I'm getting ready to get in the three-point stance and take off, right? And I look up, and there's Al Davis. Now, I grew up in the Bay Area. Ugh. Right. <laughs> and he's looking at me. Yeah. And it kind of threw me off for a minute. And and this is probably your first time also experiencing like guys with that stature. Yeah, I mean, coming from college, sure. uh, big time college, but I mean, just seeing Al Davis, uh, he he's evaluating you. He's yeah. looking right at you. Wow, that kind of threw me, me personally. Um, the 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 vertical jump pit, right? The guy that ran the vertical jump pit when I was doing it, coming out in 1994, was Mean Joe Green. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was going to be like, how do you remember this? I'm like, I'd remember that too. Yeah, it's just like, wow. It just kind of threw me. So just be prepared for the moment. Um, you know, it's something you tell rookies when they take the field for the first time. Don't be overwhelmed by the moment. You know, it's yeah. the league. Understand that. Now get to performing. That's what I would say. Yeah, and I mean, also just in general, right? Like our our draft, so we've got a large gap between the first and second picks. We're like 31 and then 94. So – I don't like the way that you know someone like yeah, less for now. For now, <laughs> for now. Right. right. This is recorded on February twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, man. Can change uh, at any moment, but rounders. Yeah, <laughs> but for less need. I mean, and I would say you know this my first season, full season with the Rams. But I thought he did a great job last season bringing in the guys that he did and trading that first round pick because we got someone like Brandon Cooks out of it. But mm-hmm. just in general. You know, how could a guy like that really plan for, again, that gap, especially if they're looking for one specific kind of gap that maybe we need to fill? Yeah. Even if you won the Super Bowl, I would say keep your foot on the gas. Keep the team evolving and keep improving the football team. Yeah. Um, you have to. That's the only way to do it. Um, so I, it, we'll find out what he's thinking and what he thinks of certain people and where, he, where you feel you can get upgrades after free agency and after the draft. We're going to find out soon. Um, I think it's almost useless to speculate (laughs) about what he might be thinking, but we're going to find out soon. But I would say this, as far as his mentality, keep your foot on the gas. Be aggressive. Yeah, you have been, stay aggressive. Personality, too, I would say, has been a huge... Uh, win like just locker room wise just the way that certain guys seem to just fit really well in this locker room Hmm. being um, a student of the game like a guy like Cooper Cup Brandon Cooks Robert Woods are all I mean those guys are really smart football players but also very they're kind people they are very nice guys to be around right like I think that has been at least in my experience around the NFL it's something very unique to the Rams. If you're making a decision on a guy and the only thing that comes up is he's a great locker room guy, you can let him go. Okay. Because the only thing that matters is Sean McVay's attitude. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the guy in the locker room. So you're, it's all going to filter through him. So you're looking for performance. And this time of year, you're looking for value. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when you start stacking guys, and this is everybody, how they perform versus where they're being paid, sometimes the – decision is easy 
it you can probably it, get this for a whole lot less someplace else. Yes. Yeah. And it's also it's it's different because you're getting a rookie who's going to be like, yes, sir, you got it. Like, who's going to come into the NFL versus say a free agent like a Dante Fowler is like, look, I know what you can do, but do you work with our system? Right. Mm -hmm. There's the difference. So yeah. I don't care if you're a locker room guy if you're a rookie because you're going to be by the time I finish with you in a season. Right. Yeah. I you know I can replace a veteran on defense easier than I can on offense. I think that's that's league wide. Um, you can give a kid on defense a list of directives. Don't do this, don't do this, just do that. And get similar production to a guy that just left who went to the Pro Bowl. Why is that? That's, that's just the way the game is played. You know, it's it's just a little bit easier on that side. When you're in the read and react business uh -huh. versus the team that's initiating, initiating the, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So it, I think you can go cheaper on that side of the ball, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we're looking for. As long as you have a good offense to back it up. Yeah. <laughs> which, which we have proven to have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully with the guys that we keep and now having Whitworth back and, you know, seeing how things, you know, lay out in the free agency mm -hmm. world. We'll see. We will. We've got a lot of news that we're all up in the air right now, but that's why the offseason is not the no offseason. Let me say this before we go off. Yeah. I want Sue back. You want Sue back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, f for this reason only. I don't want to play against him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. And he's, I think he's done, I mean, especially those last two games of the season, like, wow, he really showed up. And I think he's shown that his value has been added. I also think it took some stress off Aaron Donald this season mm -hmm. and having, you know, again, a consistent, consistent D line. Yeah. Would be wonderful. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he, uh, yeah, he's still the, the, the leader of the herds, so to speak. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he, he's turned back a lot of challenges. He just happens to be playing to the guy that, is on top. Totally. So you've got one and two. I'd love to have those two stay together. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. But uh, thanks for joining us on Between the Horns. Uh, you can stay up to date on all things Combine, free agency, the draft at therams.com. I don't care what Miles wears. Somebody, you asked for questions and they said like wardrobe consultant. I could care less what he wears. Good. Come on. Good.